This is Fantasy Football Picks and Bets on Mayo Media Network, presented by PrizePix. Use code MMN at prizepix.com to get yourself a match deposit of up to $100 on your first deposit. Hit the link down in the description. Make it super easy on yourself. And if you want to go through the injuries and the snap counts, everything like that, the link to the newsletter is down there as well. It's free to join, or you can just watch it without subscribing. Although, I need them emails. Give me your email address, okay? Or not. Just go click on it, okay? Thanks a lot for that. Let's get into the prize picks for Monday Night Football Chargers at Colts to start things off. And I'll bring you through my three-banger play today because so i got some i mean it's not the strongest of feelings it's pretty low bar for a lot of these i'm going overs and as we know the more i go over the more i end up losing on a lot of this stuff but uh the play is going to be and we've been on a bad downswing lately let's try to get some of it back here hundred dollar in five hundred dollar out again if you use the match deposit with code mmn you deposit a hundred bucks you'll have a free play of a hundred dollars so i highly suggest that here are the three joshua kelly projected fantasy score of four fantasy points full point ppr i am going more than that he's seen seven or more carries in two of the past three games he's seen two or more targets in two of the past three games now if he just gets one of those goal line touches which he has seen at least one of in each of the past three games you know we got a stew going at that point he scores a touchdown we're good to go but even if he gets a seven carries he should be pretty close to this number against the Colts run defense picks up a catch along the way he really lowers that threshold a lot we've seen a lot of split on the rushing attack for the Chargers between Kelly and Ecker with Kelly being used more prominently obviously in the receiving game so that's a very low threshold to do so more than four fantasy points Deion Jackson now this one's more of a gut play for me because projections will not tell you Deion Jackson is a very good play in fact they will tell you Zach Moss is an excellent play however I do see Deion Jackson continuing his role as the primary third down back now projections aren't going to bake this in mainly because the only sample that we have between Moss and Deion Jackson is from that crazy Minnesota Colts game from last week where the Colts jumped out to a 33-point lead. All they had to do, or at least all they thought they had to do, was keep the ball between the tackles with Zach Moss, run, 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 run. Didn't work out for them all that much. Not that I think they would change from that game plan. They're not going to deviate hugely. However, now as four-point underdogs, and that's not to say they're going to be trailing the entire game, or hell, it doesn't mean they won't win. I actually like the Colts plus four here, but I think they're going to be trailing. I think it's going to be somewhat close. So when you see third downs and clear passing situations, which they basically had none of against the Vikings, you're going to see more Deion Jackson on the field. That's what we saw earlier in the year when Jonathan Taylor was out. I mean, we did see some circumstances where we saw Deion Jackson get the entire workload on the ground as well I don't think that is going to happen so that's why I'm going to the receiving game with this over 9.5 receiving yards for Deion Jackson my personal projections have met three catches for 21 yards so that's a lot more than 9.5 so let's go more on Deion Jackson and then this one is probably the one that's going to blow it for me it's 11 and a half receiving yards for Mo Ali Cox who hasn't sniff this number in ages however Jelani Woods yes he's on the rise although when you look at that Vikings game you will see that with the three tight end sets 
uh, between him, Granson, and Jelani Woods, he still played more than 50% of the snaps. Not that he did anything with them, but again, they didn't have to pass in that game. They probably will need to pass in this game with Nick Foles, who loves tight ends, by the way, if you have forgotten. And no Kyle Granson. He's out with an ankle injury. So you're going to see a large split between Jelani Woods and Mo Alley-Cox. is probably one catch for him. He just needs to get three targets in this game. Then my projection puts him way over this number. So we'll try a three-banger. We have Joshua Kelly, four or more fantasy points in the game. Deion Jackson, 9.5 receiving yards. More than that, and then more than 11.5 receiving yards for Mo Alleycox. 100, pays 500 at prizepicks.com. Use code MMN at prizepicks.com to get yourself a match deposit of up to $100. Let's go over to the snap shares for the week. Obviously, there's no more waiver wire coming from me because this is the last week of season-long fantasy football that I do as a part of coverage, so everything shall be answered in the Week 17 Rankings Debate Show with Jake Seeley on Mayo Media Network coming out on Tuesday, so any question you have will be answered in there. We have Saquon Ramondre. Josh Jacobs, Dalvin Cook, and Cam Akers as the big five. I did not include the Tampa and Arizona game into this mix. I believe James Conner is up there as well. Uh, I just didn't have time to get around to it. Sorry about that. It was either do the show or continue to update all these weird graphics, everything like that. And I decided I didn't want to do that. So here we are. Uh, and you know, James Conner plays a ton anyway, even with the Trace of Spades McSorley coming out there. McCaffrey severely underwhelms uh, in a blowout win, even playing 75% of the snaps. That was pretty curious. We saw the shift more towards Najee toward, than Jalen Warren on Sunday Night Football for the Steelers. And out of that, nothing really out of the ordinary. We've seen Tower Algier really put a firm grasp on this Atlanta backfield in terms of snap percentage and carries. Cordero all the way down at 35%, 60% for Algier. Caleb Huntley out for the season with that ankle injury. So they have decided not to use Avery Williams in that role. What they've done is just use more Algier and kept everyone else pretty flat in terms of their snap share. Khalil Herbert returns. Uh, he gets 41% of the snaps. Montgomery's still up around 68%. A lot of two running back sets with them uh, in clear passing situations. We see the split for the Eagles. Sanders did put the ball on the ground, still got 54% of the snaps. We see Gainwell up at 42%. It's not a product of Minshew. That's a product of game situation in a very pass-heavy script. Uh, this was encouraging for me if you're a Latavius Murray owner. It wasn't a great game, obviously, but they trailed that entire way, and you would expect Chase Evans to be their receiving back. Still, Murray, it's not a high number by any means, 46%. That's a lot higher than I would have expected it to be had I have known the score where they were just down by four scores the entire time. I would have expected to see a lot more of Chase Edmonds in that situation. Uh, Aaron Jones left with an ankle injury. He was just limited in the second half. He came out and said that after the game. Uh, so we got a lot more A.J. Dillon in that spot. Uh, basically, no Jamal Williams for the Lions. We had 56% for DeAndre Swift, 26% for Justin Jackson. When you fall behind in games, you are not going to see Jamal Williams. He didn't get his goal line touches, didn't score, but he still ended up getting them in that spot but you can see in big trailing situations you're going to see more of deandre swift and he'll continue to underperform as a fantasy back because hey that's what he's done all year long 
Injury report for the week. It was probably the cleanest week of injuries I can remember. Oh, while you're here, by the way, uh, let's uh, join the race for the Mayo Cup, why don't you? It's over 25% full already. $50,000 to first, 35, 25, 20, 15, 12, 50, 10,000 for the top seven. These are very flat payouts. If you've never, uh, if you don't care about golf, ever played in golf, this is such a low bar for entry. You make one pick per week. It takes less than five minutes. Uh, it's $125 for the year. That's like $4 a week. Uh, and it gives you a rooting interest. If you ever thought about getting into golf, this is the perfect type of pool to go into. Uh, so go get your spot right now, fantasygolfchampionships.com. Uh, you can just find the link in the newsletter. Like I said, it's already 25% full. It starts in two weeks at the Sony Open, not the first tournament, but the second tournament to give people time to kind of trickle in. But uh, we generally fill this before the week of the Sony Open. So you should probably go in and get it. You can get up to five spots. I'll have my five teams, and I know a lot of people are max entering the five teams. And price per dollar wise, at $125 per year uh, from January all the way through August, you're not going to find a more entertaining and fun uh, season long fantasy pool for fantasy golf. You can watch our season preview as well. Feinberg and I got together and uh, we talked through some of the majors, previewed everything, and we got the very, very Custy Christmas. Cust Corner 40 is out. The UFC year in review, that's all out right now, too. Let's talk about these injuries. Running back, we got Aaron Jones got limited use in the second half with an ankle injury. He should be good to go in week number 17. Travis Homer did, did my, he's not looking good to go against, no one was looking good to go against the Chiefs uh, on Sunday, but Travis Homer exited that game with an ankle injury. That's where we ended up seeing more of DJ Dallas. Damian Harris did not play again. Dude never plays. She Smith exited the game for Carolina. Chris Olave did not play. Jarvis Landry obviously out for the season. Equinamia St. Brown did not play for the Bears, nor did Chase Claypool with his knee injury. We did not get the return of Mecole, hard man, for the Kansas City Chiefs. He should return in week number 17. Lock it. He's going to push to play. We'll see. And everyone on that offense seems banged up at the moment, so... I mean, if you just put in like a 30% Tyler Lockett, it's probably not going to change all that much, but it's another fresh body they can have out on the field. They're using a lot of Penny Hart after Marquise Goodwin went down. Poor Marquise Goodwin in my fantasy teams on Saturday. Fortunately, Christmas Day ended up getting all the money back, but you know, it's a weird way to go for a break-even week when you get wiped out on Saturday and then really need a great Sunday to come through. But God bless you, Tyler Higby. God bless you, Cam Akers, Jalen Waddell. You're all heroes in my book. Nico Collins did not play. I'm shocked they haven't put him on injured reserve yet but here we are maybe he ends up coming back this season I don't see it necessarily although if they want to win one more game I would be very happy with that it'd be fantastic news because the Chicago Bears would then be in position to have the number one pick thus having the worst record in football and cash a huge bet which I could use at the moment Devontae Parker did not play with a concussion for the Patriots, uh, who are dealing with some offensive injury woes of their own. Denzel Mims did not play with a concussion on Thursday Night Football last week. Maybe he'll return, but who cares? It's Denzel Mims. As mentioned, Kyle Granson is out for Monday Night Football for the Colts, leaving it between Jelani Woods and Mo Alicox as the tight end rotation. We might see more 12 personnel with Nick Foles in as well. Hunter Henry, exit of the game. Jonu Smith, exit of the game. Both. For the Patriots, we'll see what their status is as they continue to make their odd push for the playoffs where they continue to lose games. On Sunday this week, Hayden Hurst again did not play with a calf injury. He did get in three limited practices this week, however, so he could return, although... 
depending on what happens in that game and how the standings shake out, they might just try to keep him as healthy as possible for the playoffs at this point. They're playing the Bills this week at home. Ryan Tannehill, ankle injury, did not play. Jalen Hurts, Tannehill's probably done for the year. We'll see about that if Wills continues to stink. They might throw, I mean, maybe they'll make some sort of exception where Tannehill can play in a wheelchair. I don't know what's going on for Week 18, but that's the game that matters to them against the Jags. Jalen Hurts could be back this week. Wouldn't anticipate that happening, but it's possible he comes back. And eventually we're going to see Lamar Jackson. I'm just sure of it. When? Who knows? Could be this week. Could be the playoffs. Uh, If they're content with, I mean, they're probably going on the road anyway in round one and for the entire playoffs at this point, maybe just try to sit Lamar another week, bring him back for a little bit, bit in week 18, shake off the rust. And all of a sudden you have your star quarterback coming back for the first round of the playoffs with a defense that is pretty intimidating at the moment. Not going to lie to you about that. And then Mike Mike White still couldn't get cleared on the short week. Maybe he'll come back. We might see Shrev, Strevler, Flacco. Don't think we're going to see Zach Wilson again this season. Just my hunch on that one for the New York Jets, who are still actually fighting to make the playoffs, which is just insanity of what's going on in the AFC East. That's why I kind of like the Colts plus four tonight. Maybe even a little sprinkle on the money line, just because the Chargers losing would make the AFC playoff pitcher absolute chaos, which... It's pretty on brand for the Chargers when they probably have like a 90% chance to make the playoffs at this point. Well, just how can they blow it in the most Chargers way possible? We'll find out on Monday night, I suppose. That will do it for me. Hit the newsletter. We'll be back on the Pat Mayo Experience on Tuesday with Jake Seeley going through the rankings for every position for your fantasy season-long championship matchups. Additionally, a very custy Christmas. That's already out on the PME feed, the season preview for golf, all normal content this week coming at you. Like normal, I'm Pat Mayo. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time.